This is Mike Bassett with Legal Grounds, and welcome to another edition of our Light Roast series. We'll be returning to our normal format next week, but for the final episode of 2020, I'd like to look forward. In terms of the show, I'm excited for the conversations we've lined up for 2021 and how our mission continues to land us guests I still can't believe agree to give so generously of their time. That being said, I want to start this episode off with a small confession. One of my biggest fears when deciding to start a weekly podcast was this. Are we going to ever find anybody to talk to? I mean, the world, after all, is a busy, disruptive place. Hell, just this week I missed a recording session because I got the time wrong. And if that future guest is listening, you know who you are, and please accept again my utmost apologies. As some of you may know, this entire passion project was born out of the coffee and breakfast conversations I used to have regularly at Lucky's Diner here in Dallas. In fact, before we came on the show, I looked up my calendar and the last in-person breakfast meeting I had in 2020 was on Wednesday, March the 11th at 7 a.m. at Lucky's with Catherine Schragel, one of our superstar lawyers. It was wonderful to break bread with her. I still remember the booth we sat in, and I remember what I had for breakfast. But I can't help but wonder if I'd known that was the last breakfast meeting I'd have for the rest of the year, what would I have done differently? Would I have been more engaged in the conversation? Would I have been lighter in my conversation topics, or perhaps more intentional? Maybe I would have changed up my regular order, tried something new, And if I'm being honest, knowing now what I didn't know then, I'd probably had ordered a drink with breakfast. But for all that the pandemic has taken away, I think it has given a lot of us a true, if not sometimes unwanted and unwelcomed, clarity. The things we all did without a second thought have now become Herculean tasks, and the things we once thought impossible are now just part of the, quote, new normal. What I think it really comes down to is a simple fact. 2020 stripped away a lot of interference and almost all of the static that fills our lives. The only problem is that after this static was gone, the signals that came through were louder and often scarier than I expected them to be. Even though I suspect that what it really meant is I was finally tuned into a lot of things that actually mattered. It started with the little stuff, missing the conversations I used to have with people at their desks, the end of our law firm's cookie Fridays. Hell, I even got a little nostalgic for the meetings that could have easily been held by email. But as spring rolled into summer and then into fall, the signal got louder. And my patience, well, I'm ashamed to admit, it got shorter. The legal system, not well known for its speed to begin with, started to feel more like trial and error than law and order. And I will unabashedly admit that technology has presented the greatest learning curve I have experienced since I was stood up by Professor Francisco on my first day of law school and asked to explain my arguments to a class full of people I'd never met. But like back then, just because the lessons were hard, it didn't mean they weren't rewarding. 
For instance, I've always been pretty good at cleaning a kitchen, but in 2020, I discovered I'm not half bad at cooking. Either that or my wife is a phenomenal actress. I've gone from a guy who once needed physical copies of everything to someone who talks to their sons about the latest iOS update for their iPad. I even got the guts to start a podcast. The events of 2020 seem almost paradoxical. Somehow everything got put on pause. The world as we know it just seemed to stop. But in that absence of movement, we were suddenly forced to be more nimble than ever before. So this is where I want to circle back to that overused phrase, the open quote, new normal, close quote. For the first time in my adult life, this year hasn't flown by. Every change has been noticeable. Every disruption felt fully. And it's definitely made all the more ironic because I, like so many others, couldn't wait to kiss 2019 goodbye. But I realize now that that emotion was, in and of itself, a part of the problem. The belief that the numbers changing on the calendar heralded some great shift. Just because time moves forward doesn't automatically mean we as individuals have suddenly grown into better versions of ourselves. And I offer up myself as Exhibit A. So as 2020 comes to a close and I try to picture how it is we've arrived at this current moment, one word kept coming to mind. Grit. It might even end up replacing my other go-to G word grind. I really do like a lot of the ideas that surround the idea of the grind, and I think, like almost anything life, when done in moderation, grind can be a good thing. But if I had a paper record of the amount of times this year I mistook the grind for not taking care of myself and those around me, well, I could fill a small filing cabinet. And so to use the obvious example, think about woodworking. The grind is necessary, but the grit, well, the grit is more important. Anyone who has ever used sandpaper knows that choosing the wrong amount of grit can throw the actual process of grinding into chaos. You go in with the wrong amount of grit and you may actually end up destroying the thing you're trying to create. But it's fair to say when you're starting with a raw piece of lumber, one you've never seen before, you have to start rough. And 2020, well, it was definitely something none of us had seen before. My sons and I have a text thread, and while I am no master of Twitter, I do enjoy all of the screenshots they send me. So when thinking about grit, one that jumped to mind was a tweet that read as follows. If we can solve the vaccine puzzle of an unknown virus in under 10 months, just imagine what else we could do if we chose to solve problems together. And that kind of grit, the willingness to step into the unknown, to be willing to fail, but to all fail for the greater good. That's the kind of grit I hope to see more of and bring more of into 2021. It's the grit of a nurse who works a double shift and has to go home and sleep in a separate bedroom simply to keep her family safe. 
It's the grit of a parent suddenly becoming a teacher's aide and the grit of the teachers who change their entire lesson plans to fit an online format. The grit of all the workers along the supply chain that made sure essential goods kept ending up on the shelves and we could all check out at the grocery store. It's inspiring to say the least. But just like the static I mentioned earlier, sometimes when you sand something down, you notice more of its imperfections. And that's certainly been true of 2020. The grit of those workers who have made your grocery shopping trips or deliveries possible is admirable and completely undervalued. The grit of service industry workers who suddenly found out that their job, or too often jobs, plural, were no longer viable, but simply taken for granted. And I think because so much of what used to vie for our attention is now gone, we're all, myself included, suddenly seeing the grind others have to go through just to keep their heads above water. Very real faces and very real businesses have simply disappeared. So here's the circle I've been trying to square. Many of the best things that have happened in my world have only been because of this pandemic. My office has gone paperless, a win for our staff and our attorneys. I've discovered my cooking skills, a win for everyone's time management and my appetite. Finding new areas of independence to give my employees only for them to surprise me with the thought and intentionality they bring to their shifting roles. I could go on, but I'm genuinely happy to report that it's a long, long list. But the guilt that comes with those feelings has become a warning signal, in a good way. It's something that makes me want to earnestly engage with every person I meet. And my hope, my hope is that this next year, post-vaccine, post-chaos, post-everything, will feel a little more okay. But it won't change the fact that it's a new normal. That maybe the next time I get the sniffles, I throw a mask on. Not just for myself, but for the neighbors I've met and the teachers I know about. Is it a different thought? Absolutely. But does it throw much of a wrench into my day? Not at all. Because the amount of grit it takes to think about something bigger than myself has become quantifiable. Because I can point to this moment, whether I like it or not, as the ultimate test of one's ability to think about something or someone outside of themselves. And the only reason that I have guests lined up and that this show will continue is because despite our collective stumbles, the people I want to talk to, the people I want to associate with, well, they've continued to pass this awful test. And I think that we're all a lot better for it. So until next year, this is Mike Bassett with Legal Grounds. Be easy, everybody. Legal Grounds was written, recorded, and produced by Dust Devil Press. For more information on Mike Bassett, visit thebassettfirm.com. Questions, topic ideas, and guest suggestions can be emailed to legalgrounds at thebassettfirm.com.